This episode is brought to you by Direct Drilling, a locally owned family drilling company based in Kununurra, servicing the Kimberley and the Northern Territory. All drillers are nationally licensed with the Australian Drilling Industry Association, ensuring best practice, the protection of water resources and guaranteeing the life of the bore. Find out more at directdrill.com.au. Listening to the Central Station Podcast, where we bring you true stories of what life in the outback is really like and why many wouldn't live anywhere else. So pull up a stump, pop the billy on, or crack a cold one as we talk to the men and women who call some of the most remote parts of Australia home. This podcast is brought to you by Ariat Australia, the perfect choice for the tough jobs. Ariat boots and clothing work hard, look good, and are so comfortable there's never a need to slow down. Visit ariat.com.au today. At just 11 years old, Imogen Cadso is the youngest child of Steve and Rebecca Cadso from Mount Riddick Station, northeast of Alice Springs. In this mini episode, Emmy shares stories about what it's been like growing up on a cattle station and how it prepared her to move interstate to attend boarding school. Imogen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Now, sometimes I ask when I, uh, grown-ups when I had them on the podcast, what are they currently watching, reading or listening to? And I thought it would be interesting to maybe get some like Netflix or Stan or Disney Plus recommendations from you. Um, the one that mum, dad and I watch, well mainly mum and I watch all the time, is um, Virgin River. Yeah, what's that about? Um, it's about this girl who came from a big city. Um, she recently lost her husband and she went there for a nursing job because her and her husband both worked in a hospital. Um, so she came there and she was like the outsider for a little bit and when the first night she was there, she um she met a guy called Jack at Jack's Bar. And so we're up to season three, but at the moment um, Mel is the main character and her and Jack are together and um, the doctor that um, Mel is working with, um, he's trying to find someone for... Um, Someone to replace him for when he retires. Okay. And what is it that you like about this show? Um, that it's based out in like a country town and there's a lot of things like there's a lot of drama that mum and I really like to watch. Yeah. All right. And so who is your mum? Um, mum is Rebecca Cadzo. Okay. Tell me about mum and dad and you and where you live. Um, so I live on Mount Redux Station, 200 kilometres outside of Alice Springs. And, um, mum and, mum's been working there for over 20 years. And, um, dad's been there for about over 30 years. 
um, and mum came for a gap year just before uni and then um, mum went back to Armadale which is where she grew up but she didn't really grow up in Armadale, she grew up in a town called Tinga and um, she went back there for university and then um, she came back to the station. How come she came back to the station? Um, because um, this is what I've heard from mum, but um, after after she went, dad came to um, New South Wales and um, he said he didn't like her as a like as a worker, but he liked her as a friend. And um, so mum said she wants him to show her how he actually um, feels and so he kept on coming down whenever he could. It's a pretty impressive love story, isn't it? Yeah. It's kind of they could almost have their own Netflix show, couldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys want to hear more about that, you'll have to listen to Rebecca Cadzo's episode and our episode with Steve Cadzo. They both give us their own versions of that story. But, yeah, long story short, your dad, you know, drove across the country to visit your mum and your mum was like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I, I like you. She had no idea. <laughs> yeah. And now it's 20-something years later and – here you are, you're the youngest of three kids. Who else is in your family? Um, so I have my older sister Gabby and then my other older sister Bridgie. So tell me about your sisters. Um, well, Gabby's not really the socialist one, but um she'll go out to the bar if well, mum and dad are always pushing her, but she go out to the bar and she might have a few drinks, but that's about all. She won't get as drunk as other people might get. Yeah, so Gabby's 18, and I suppose we'd say she's more responsible for an 18-year-old than the most other 18-year-olds we know. Yeah. Gabby's very focused on – well, she's on a gap year now, but she'll be going to university next year, so she's very focused on studies and riding her horse and doing her work, and, yeah, you're not really going to find her drunk at the bar because Gabby's got better things to do, hey? Well, you could find her drunk at the bar if she has nothing else to do. <laughs> I think Gabby might disagree with that if she was listening to you right now. No, she wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to speak on behalf of Gabby and say I think she would probably, but that's all right. Tell me about Bridgie. Um, Bridgie's, um, Bridgie's nice when she wants to be, but she's... She's one of those um, girls that just want to go out and don't want to be, um, and just want to be with friends and not hang out with her little sister. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that can be tough. That was I've got I've got two brothers and two sisters, and we never wanted to. And then no one never wanted to hang out with each other when we go out places. So, what's it like growing up on a cattle station with your two sisters? Um, there were fights at times, but other than that, it's mainly just laughs and sometimes a few scratches and bruises. <laughs> okay, what do you guys, what do you guys have arguments over? Um, the TV. Yeah, that's pretty normal then. That would be the same as kids in the city. Yeah, um, we fight over the TV, which seat we get to sit in or, Say if, like, 
if they take someone, if they take our stuff, we do a lot of fighting over that. Yeah. And what's your favourite thing about your sisters? Um, that they give me my personal space when I need it. Yeah. What? Well, what do you mean? Like, um, say if I've come back and I've like, like when I broke my arm, they didn't, they didn't push me as much as they did. Oh, they yeah, okay. So they they didn't try and push your buttons as much. Is that what you mean? Sort of. Yeah. For people listening who may have never been to Alice Springs or Central Australia and especially Mount Riddick Station, can you describe the station to us? Um, so there's the big main house, which is where Mum, Dad, Bridget and I live. Um, and then there's Friend Navro's house. They're um, our head stockman and their little baby Willow. Their house is next to ours with a big house yard and then... Close by to that, we have our old schoolroom, which is where um, our cousin Lani lives. Um, she's having a gap year like Gabby. And then not far from that, we have the cool room and storeroom. And then we have the kitchen where we go on a weekday to have dinner. And then we have um, a spare house, which Miss Kay is using now. Um, and then we have the contractors at Coast with the shed and the hangar. Um, so we have our stables and then there's, um, the big paddock outside of that. And then we have the, um, then we have the small paddock, which is the cemetery paddock, which has our little cemetery in the middle of it. And then we have this, and then we have all these these um, yards, and then down the road to that past the good, um, we have Helen's house, Miss Helen's, and um, she has a paddock next to her. And then down the road from Miss Helen's, we have the um, house stand, and then we have the sheds back on the station where. We all are. We have the three sheds, the main shed in the middle and the mechanical mechanical shed, and then we have the hangar, which is where Dad's helicopter goes. The grass is very long at the moment because we've had a lot of rain, and then we have our big mountains, which are noticeable. Um, (laughs) Just a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, um, and then we have, like, we have a lot of Gigi trees. We have a lot of, like, different trees. And then we have some of our gum nut trees with a lot of our um, different trees. I can only name two, but... That's all right. I'm not very good at naming trees either. So what is it? what was it like growing up on a cattle station? What sort of things do you do? Um, you have and, to, and sorry, how old are you, by the way? I'm only 11. You're 11. Wow. Okay. So what's it like being 11 years old and living on a cattle station? Um, it's normal life for us, but to other people who haven't really been out there, it's quite different. But when you grow up, it's mainly doing a lot of jobs, um, going out on the horses to do a lot of mustering. Um, and then we also have our cattle and we 
have our three bison and we chase them around a lot. So what what are bison? That's they're the buffalo from America, aren't they? Yeah, American so, bison. So why do you have bison on a cattle station? Um, we have bison to help our horses um, stay calm when they're chasing a cow in a camp draft. So you use, instead of practicing on cows when you're at home, you practice on the bison? Yeah. Wow, that must be pretty cool to have. Can you tell us, what are their names? So we have Baza, Billy and Bobby. I think I'm sensing a bit of a theme there. You guys like the letter B for bison and B for all their names? Yes. And which one's your favourite one? Um, Probably Baza. Yeah, why's that? Because he's the calmest one because he was a steer when, he, when we got them. And the other ones weren't? No, the other ones were bulls, but they're quite little. They're littler than Baza. Oh, I don't know. When I see them out in the paddock, they all look about the same size and it's not little. They look pretty <laughs> giant. Do you still think they're little? Yeah. Really? I don't know if you're comparing them to an elephant or a Tyrannosaurus Rex, Yimmy, but they're, they're pretty big. They're pretty big when they're chasing you down the paddock to the dump. Yeah. Has that happened to you? Yes. I, I was the only one that got that had it happen because I had to go drop off this empty hose to the dump and at the moment we didn't have the fence so it was just easy um, and they were waiting at the gate for me and so I've I've um, stepped up the gears a little bit on the motorbike and I've gone straight to the um, dump screaming and then um, and then I quickly hopped off I left I had to leave the bike in gear and I grabbed the hose and I chucked it out and then I had to race back to the main um, homestead and then mum got on the bike and mum's chased them around the paddock. <laughs> Why do you think they chased you? Um, They probably thought I had hay because the hose was green. Oh, okay. So they thought you were coming. So they were really just chasing you to say, hey, we're hungry. Can we have a snack? Not like, hey, we want to eat you. Yeah. They just wanted to eat the hay, not you. Yeah. Okay, tell me about the other animals on the station. So you've got beef cattle there and you've got bison. What else do you have on the station? Um, we have about 27 horses. Really? 27? That's Almost. a lot. Yeah. Um, we have all, a couple of um, our calves that we rescued in the drought um, and we have our donkey and four milking cows and four milking cow calves. So you're on a beef cattle station in kind of like the middle of central Australia. No dairy farms nearby. There's, I don't think there's, there's no dairy farms in the whole of the Northern Territory, but you've got milking cows. Why is that? Because um, we don't really like to buy the fresh milk from town. We like to have our own milk and we make our own cheese. And when we say we, is that we or is that a certain person? It's mainly mum, Fran and Lani. Oh, okay. And who, so who does the milking? Um, everybody sort of takes shifts. So some days it'll be mum, some days it'll be Lani, it'll be Gabby or Bridgie or Fran and sometimes maybe Abro. Oh, okay. And so you, you never milk the cows? Um, I help, um, but when, when I really want to ask mum if I can try and hand milk them, we only really have one, and I think that's either Violet or Petunia, but 
Um, I tried milking our big spotty one, Spotty Dot. She tried to kick out at Gabby and I. Oh, so you don't hand milk them. So, like, when we're thinking of milking a cow, you think of somebody sitting down on a little stool and they've got a little bucket and they're using their hands on the udder and they're milking. So that's not how you do it. How do you guys do it out there? Um, We have a milking machine that's about 30 years old and um, we use that and it's like one of those milking machines you see in the movie when when people go to milk their own cows. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, so it's kind of like being at a dairy farm. And it's a bit different, though, because the calves live with their mums all the time, don't they? They don't get taken away. Um, when they really need to, we will wean them. Um, but that's only when they're a little bit older, because right now they need to be on the, on the milking cows. What's your favourite thing about living on a cattle station? Um, probably going out and getting to ride the horses and also being able, when Dad lets us, to um, get in the potties and do a little potty ride. Oh, really? Yeah. Like practising for the rodeo? Um, we're not really, I'm not really allowed to do the rodeo, but I have been on a real potty ride and a sheep ride um, at pony camp. Oh, wow. Where did you go to pony camp? Um, we went to pony camp in like Gyra and, um, we went to this little rodeo and, um, they said, you don't have to pay, you can just come in. So when I asked Mo if I could do the potty ride, she said yes. And so I had all these people holding on to me so I wouldn't fall off. And then Bridgie gets on the potty and then she falls right onto her bum and everyone thought she broke her bum. Oh, really? I'm glad you told us that story about Bridgie. And Bridgie, I hope you are enjoying listening to this. <laughs> now, is this year your first year away from the station? Is this, Was this your first year at boarding school? Yes, um, but last year I did a little bit of part-time boarding. Okay, so last year would you have been year five? Yes. Okay, so a little bit of part-time boarding, what does that mean? Because the school you go to is in Armidale, New South Wales, and that's a long, 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 long way away from Alice Springs. So how do you only part-time go to school? Um, so I have my three aunties down there and my nana and pa. Um, so mum brought this little um, house down there and so we – sometimes go there and stay there. Um, but when I'm part-time boarding, I, us- I usually stayed for about a week, like five days, Monday through to Friday, and then Nana and Pa would come and pick me up for the weekend. So when you're part-time boarding, so you still spent like almost all of last year in New South Wales going to that same school, to Nags. No. No? So, okay, I'm, I'm, not, I'm a little confused about how the part-time boarding works. So um, at least once a term, mum would bring me down for two weeks. And oh, okay. So mum would sometimes fly back or she'd stay. Okay, so you lived on the station, but you'd fly to Armidale and go to school for a couple of weeks at a time and then come back and do the rest of your school from the station. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's kind of cool because I guess if you were um, – going straight to boarding school, like that's a pretty big change to leave home 
and then go to boarding school for a whole term before you get to come home again. But if you're just going over there for like a couple of weeks at a time, it's kind of like a trial, like you're testing it out. Yeah. What was that like? So you only would have been 10 last year and in year five, that must have been pretty, you know, that's traveling a long way from home and tell me about that. Um. So the first time I actually wanted to do boarding was in year four and we were looking for sheets for Bridgie, but Mum said no until I get to year five. And then um, when I got to year five, I wanted to be a full-time boarder, but then I realised that if I'm a full-time boarder, then I'd have um, eight years away from Mum and Dad. So I decided to be a part-time boarder just so I could have that extra time with Mum and Dad. Oh, that's very sweet. What made you want to go to boarding school in year four? I guess when you were in year four, were both your sisters already at boarding school? Yeah. So was it pretty lonely at the station? Are there any other kids at the station? Um, there used to be um, another kid called Lockie, but um, he and his dad had to leave. And so was he about your age? Um, he was only a year younger. Okay, so that's pretty close. And now the only other kid on the station is Willow, and she's not even one years old yet, is she? No. So it's you don't yeah you wouldn't have had many friends. So is that why you wanted to go to boarding school? Was it to be near your sisters or just to be near more kids your own age? To be near more kids my own age. But that still must have been pretty hard to to leave home and leave mum and dad, and they're so far away. Yeah. At the start of the year last year, um, I really needed something to call them on because I didn't really know their own numbers and I couldn't really use a house phone. So um, they got me a smartwatch, a Moochie watch, but that dies pretty quickly. Um, And then in about term four, because I was practically at home for most of the term, term two and three, um... Mum and Dad got me a little Nokia phone. Yeah. yeah. Is that what they call a dumb phone? Like it's not like a smartphone, it's a dumb phone? Yeah. Just makes phone calls? Yeah. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, so last year you were part-time boarding, but then, of course, COVID happened. So you had to come home for a bit, or for a long time, I guess. Yeah. And then what about this year? Did you get to go back to boarding school? Um. So I did my first two terms as a full-time boarder. Mm-hmm. And then... This term we're only – tomorrow will be the fifth, the sixth week of school. And so I've been basically at home for about almost a term. Yeah, because of COVID and there's some pretty crazy restrictions at the moment. And I guess if you get locked down in New South Wales, there's no way you can come home. So very lucky you can still do your school and through the same school, the New England Girls School – you can do that from the station at Mount Reddick. Yeah. What do you like better, doing school from home or being at boarding school? Um, I like being at boarding school because then when all the other kids go out to the playground, I can go out to the playground and play with them. What has the experience of going to boarding school been like for you? Um, When I first got there, it was a bit different because – I'd grown up around adults and all the other kids had grown up around like other kids, so I felt a bit left out being the one that was like acting like an adult. Yeah, in what ways do you think you acted like an adult? Um, I would 
basically, because we got up early in the morning, I would get up really, really early and say if I had a roommate, um, they would start complaining. Um, and so I'd had, I've had to go back to bed, but I can't really go back to bed because I'm like wide awake at the time that we wake up. So you're used to waking up pretty early for work on the station and then yeah. you go to boarding school and nobody else wants to wake up that early? No. What were the other differences that you noticed between yourself and some of the other kids? Um, so say if one of the girls like um, had a little tiny cut on her finger, she'd go to our headmistress, Mrs Bruce, but um, at home if you have a cut on your finger, you just have to suck it up and, like, put some water on it, clean it, and just leave it. Yeah, so I guess you're more used to taking care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But I understand from hearing stories from your mum and your sisters and other people that you are thriving in boarding school, you're very outgoing, and you love having so many friends. And I know there's been times where you're – do you call them Nana and Pop? Um, Nan and Pa. Nan and Pa. I've heard there's times when Nan and Pa have been like, hey, do you want to come stay with us on the weekend? And you're like, nope, I'm staying at boarding school with my friends. Like, you seem to be having the best time there. Like, you don't even want to leave when you can. So, what what are the good things about boarding school? So, like, one big sleepover forever? Yeah, basically. You're in a room with a different girl every time. Really? You change roommates every term? Yeah. That's cool. That must be a pretty good way to make heaps of different friends. Yeah. So if it's in your year or the year above you or the or a couple years above you, you basically know everyone in the boarding house and it's basically just having a sleepover every single night for 10 to 9 or 11 weeks. Wow. And so what's your favourite thing to do at boarding school? Um... My favourite thing to do at boarding school is probably um, go to the station and ride my not go to the station, um, go to the equestrian centre and ride my horse. You get to have a horse at boarding school. Yeah. And there's a whole equestrian centre. Yeah. What What do you – so can you just go ride your horse any time or do you have to wait – you have to wait till after school? Do you have to have someone that goes over there with you? Um, so you, if you are an EC girl, you have to go to school at, um, you have to go to the EC at like 6.30 in the morning. So you wake up at 6 and you get dressed, get ready and you go down to the EC at 6.30. Um, and after school you have to go down, do your horse, either ride it or um, groom it or like check up on it and feed it. So what do you do? So EC is at the equestrian club, equestrian, equestrian center, equestrian center. So you have to be out of bed and at the equestrian center by six thirty in the morning. And what do you do then between that time and going to school? What are you doing at the equestrian center? Um, so when you get to the equestrian center, you have to feed your horse, take off the rugs you need to take off. Um, and if they're in a day yard, you have to fill up their water. And then you go back to the boarding house, get your room all nice, neat and tidy for room checks. And then at 7.30, you go to breakfast. 
Okay, so let me get this right. You're 11 years old. You wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning. You go down to the equestrian centre, or in my mind the stables, at 6.30 in the morning. You feed and water and rug and look after your horse. You go back, you tidy your room. Someone comes and checks and make sure it's tidy. Then you go to breakfast. Then you go to school. And then you go back to the equestrian centre and look after your horse some more. That is like the most responsibility you're only 11. That's amazing. <laughs> Go, Emmy. So you've said that when you're at boarding school, you have a lot of responsibility. You'll look after your horse. And I know that when you're – or horses. And when you're at home, I know you help look after the horses. Do you ever have any other jobs like looking after the potty calves or the chickens or anything like that? Um. So when the chickmen needs doing, I'd go do that. But when in the drought we had about 17 potty calves and – I would help our two backpackers do that of a morning and night. So what is a potty calf? Um, the potty calves are like um, all our cows' little um, babies, like the baby cows. And so why can't they stay with their mum? Um, in the drought, a lot of them lost their mum, so we took them in and gave them the milk that we had from our milking cows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and we put them out into their the potty calf paddock. And were there any special ones that you remember? There was a little one that I can't name because I forget her name. Um, um, and she didn't go. She only grew like a little bit when we had her. Um, then there was one called Carl. We have one called... Christmas, another one called, well, we had one called Bucket. Um, Why was it called Bucket? Because it always had a bucket on its head. <laughs> really? Yeah. You just see it walking around and there's like a tail and some legs and a body and then a bucket where the head should be. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, and we have one called Ayla, one called Mary... Um, I think I said Christmas already, um, but we had a lot of calves. Um, we also, three of those calves, um, they died that year, um, because of dog bites. So, um, we had one called Carl. Um, so dad was eating his breakfast one morning and he's looked up to see these dingo tails in the long grass and um, he's gone out into the ute and he's um, he stopped the ute and tried to shoot the calves. But, um, you mean shoot the dingoes? Yeah, shoot the dingoes. Um, but he missed and the dingoes had a hold of um, Carl's leg and they also got another one. They also got Bucket and um, Carl sadly died. Um, so they took him to where we put all our dead cows. And then that afternoon, Bucket died because he didn't want to get up. He didn't go get water. Um, so we took him to the same place we took Tap Carl. And then a couple weeks later, um, there were a couple more dingoes and they came back and bit another potty calf called Lennox. And, um, we took him in and for about a week we had him. But um, one afternoon when we were um, unsettling our horses, we 
um, Lockie yelled out and he asked um, our backpacker, Linnea, to come help him. And um, Linnea came in and she saw Lennox lying there on the ground and so she's gone in to see if he was alive, but he wasn't. He was um, dead. So she's called for Mum and I've led my horse in that I was riding and Mum asked Gabby to go get the bike and we had to take him away to where we put Carl and Bucket. That was pretty sad, isn't it? Yeah. I guess you must see that every now and then on a station. You see things being born and things dying. Yeah. So because of COVID, you've been at back at the station this year. So what are you missing the most about boarding school? Um, I'm missing I'm going down to the EC and going to the cross-country course with all my friends on their horses. Even though you have 27 horses at home and the stables are just outside your house and you could walk 20 metres and catch a horse? Yeah. You kind of have your own equestrian centre at home. Yeah, but it's better to go out and you can ride with all your friends. Friends, yeah, fair enough. So you're missing your friends. Yeah. And what is the best part about being out on a station, though? Um, The best part about being out on the station is that you don't have all the noise that you would get in towns or cities. Ag Workforce specialises in recruiting for agricultural jobs, including farm work, station work and agribusiness across Australia. View current jobs, advertise a position or register as a job seeker at agworkforce.com.au. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or leave us a review. It really helps other people find our podcast. You can find our website at centralstation.net.au where we have over 1,200 stories published from across Northern Australia. All of our podcast episodes a tourism directory for visiting an outback cattle station, and training and employment resources. We're on Facebook at Central Station, True Stories from Outback Australian Cattle Stations, and we're on Instagram at centralstation.net.au, and we're also on Twitter at Central Station 6. To discuss this episode with other listeners, head on over to our Facebook group, Central Station Podcast.